we run our businesses based on the same principles as we did 150 years ago. And basically that means that we try to earn a lot of profit for the owners of the business. And that is despite of any cost to climate, people, or, you know, the business environment in general. Those business principles are outdated. And we know that because it's only about 15% of us who are actually really happy to, um, to go to work. And it's only 15% of us that find meaning in our jobs. The principles that we are used to running our business on are obsolete and changes are coming. In this episode of the Ignited podcast, I talked to Louise Orbison. We talk about the future of leadership and she explains us what she thinks is going to change in the future, what is required of uh, the new type of CEO. If you haven't already, remember to hit that like button and remember to subscribe if you like this episode. Now, let's get started. Thank you very much for joining me today and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, would you be so kind to give us a short introduction? Yes, my name is uh, Louise Orbison. I'm 48 years now. I am born in Jutland, in the south of Jutland, like I just understood that you are, or at least in Jutland. Yeah. And I, uh, I, um, I finished as a Ken Merck from Aarhus Business School many years ago and been working as a management consultant in McKinsey and BCG. I also been a marketing, uh, director of marketing for five years. Uh, but basically what I am in my heart is uh, passionately, passionately interested in, uh, in leadership and particularly how we're going to lead in the future. And for the last 10 years, I've been running my own company, doing um, consulting and strategy uh, consulting and leadership consulting to uh, Deloitte and a lot of the big law firms uh, and, and other companies been working for Vestas and Mask and so on. Today, we're going to talk about the future of leadership. And from your perspective, we are going to see a lot of changes or maybe they're already happening. So what kind of changes uh, have you noticed in, in the way that we lead today? Um, well, we are seeing changes coming along right now. And before I answer that, could I, could I just say why we're going to talk about the future leadership yeah. and why I'm into that? Yeah. Uh, I decided at the end of 2016 that um, I wanted to um, to clear my calendar for one year. Mm -hmm. I've been working, you know, many hours all my life, all my career, and 2016 were for different reasons a specifically tough year. Mm. And when I got to the end of it, it was like I was completely drained, mm. and um, and you know had various challenges that year and and i just i just said to myself in december that this was such a bad year that 2017 is just going to be a really really good year and and then i asked myself so so what would i ideally want and since i was so drained so tired so actually i couldn't just take another big strategy leadership mm. project on i decided that i wanted to clear my calendar for one year, so I would have no clients and obviously no turnover, no income. Um, so I was financing this myself, mm -hmm. and um, 
and I said, what would I like to do then if I if I had to get up every day and just do what I wanted to do? And I had been talking on great leadership for a long time and giving different lectures since my company was mm. built on inspiring great leadership. Um, and and um, and and basically, I'd always been googling what is great leadership and putting mm. together presentations. And what I really wanted to do was to travel around the world and speak to people about to clever people, to smart people mm. in New York and uh, Boston and London and Asia and South America and mm. so on. What does the world look like from here? What are the big challenges? How did we? How did we? As leaders, how were we a part of this? How mm. did we create the problems that we're having and how do we solve them from here? What happened over time is that I started to notice that they had more curiosity. When I was talking to young people, mm. they, you know, there was no resistance. There was just curiosity. Mm. Or how could we how could we how could they Improve. challenge or mm. develop the thoughts? Mm. Um, and then later on, you know, I, when I spoke to to business suits. 45, 50, 55 years old, they started to have a bit of curiosity. Okay. At least we have to hear what this future leadership is about. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't make any sense, but let's just hear what she's saying. And then now I, I, um, I'm, uh, yeah, on Friday, I'm meeting with a, with a leadership group in a really cool company. We have to talk about a very radical program for future leadership. Okay. And, uh, you know, like I just, I was invited to a, a top management group in one of the biggest companies in Denmark to talk about how they could implement. Mm. And this is what is happening now. They're interested in implementing. And it's not implementing, you know, like a new leadership development program to zero. It's no. like radically new ways of leadership. Okay. So so a lot, ha a lot has happened in my little world over mm. the last three years from not having an answer to having an answer to having a lot of resistance to having at least some curiosity to mm. actually being asked to help implementing a radically new ways of, of leading. We run our companies on the same principles, the same paradigm that was developed mm. 150 years ago uh, based on the capitalistic, um, uh, you can say, ground principles. So what Adam Smith said, and this is, you know, sort of the base religion and how we run nations and, and companies and organizations today is that that if we as companies just make sure that we as that we act in our own interest, it will it will increase the wealth of of the the individual agent, i.e. the company, and it will also increase the wealth of the nation. This is what he mm. wrote in his book of book from 1776, um, The Wealth of Nations. Yeah. And that is basically, it's been developed by Friedman and Keynes and, you know, like big uh, economic thinkers through our time. But this is how we run our companies to increase value to the owners. Uh, and and value by value, we mean financial value. Profits. And at least yeah. for the last 50, 30, 40, 50 years, yeah. we've seen... Um, we have seen um, uh, private equity funds and hedge funds and big tech giants and so on uh, concentrating a lot of capital, you know, in mm. very small places. Yeah. So we've seen a big increase in the differences between the ones individuals and the one companies who has a lot yeah. and all the other ones. And that is a huge, huge problem. 
uh, because it's 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 threatening world peace more than anything mm. um also of course climate problems it's the same when companies have this ground uh, you know the the the, the only ob- objective is to 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 create value to owners they do that at any cost also climate mm. and also human resources yeah. the reason why we see that only 15% of people today across the world including Denmark actually think that going to work is fun and makes sense uh, only 15% that is the reason why we see such high numbers of depression and stress and people seeking more meaning in yeah. in their lives yeah so so happiness and uh, success two very different things and you had a lot of interesting talks with uh, leaders and people yes. who actually earned the money but then realized that they were not that happy yeah it's interesting talks i think because they sort of have realized what a lot of people they sort of materialize what a lot of people dream about mm. becoming that top shot lawyer making a lot of money mm. uh, having one of the biggest turnovers in, in denmark or becoming a ceo or and and you know like just firsthand actually listening to the fact that that they are very very far from being mm. content or happy or, or grateful did some of them then i guess some of them are happy but they realized that they should find happiness other you know in other places than traditional yeah, it's success not, so, it's so not what, like what they works are for them suicidal and <laughs> no. like that it's like they they realize that they're privileged yeah. and they're very very proud of what they have accomplished mm. and even you know grateful like i i didn't mm. imagine that i would succeed doing that yeah. so it's not that they are ignorant about no. their own success uh, and it means something to them obviously yeah because otherwise they would not have sacrificed so much and given in so much the way that i understand it is that that you can appreciate the small things and and not get blown away by all the the material stuff i mean if you get one car then you would probably just as soon as you buy one car and you you, you buy a used car then you'd probably want a, a new car and then you want a bigger new car so it's just a race of new stuff all the time and i think that we are taught those things because it gives you know there's something happening to our bodies you know um endorphins are released and we get this kick when we buy something but when when that's over we we get back to our normal state where we are not actually happy so we are happy for a short while with all those material things mm. but at the end of the day it's not what what is uh, making us happy in the long run um and for me personally it's uh finding first of all i agree to be grateful for what you have and you can be grateful if if you have uh a lot of things or if you don't have a lot of things uh, if you have your health for instance uh, that's one thing to be grateful for especially in these uh, times um and uh, you don't have to to earn a lot of money to be grateful so that's a way of being happy that is uh, detached from success um if if you're in contact with uh, with your own um emotions and feelings about stuff so to me personally to to be happy is to i realized that that our time here on earth is so short so we don't have a lot of time so what really makes sense to me is to spend that time as best as i can and that means to do stuff that i find meaningful mm. so i don't want to waste my time on let's say spend a lot of time on working to buy a bigger car 
That's, you have a big car. I, I have two, but <laughs> two big cars. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. That, but but I think that's interesting because because you know right now I get a feeling of Fritz and Paul that <laughs> you're sitting here actually in Rungstad of all places and yeah. saying life is so beautiful and you're beautiful too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When you actually do it, then you realize that those are not the most important things. They are really nice. I cannot say that they are not nice, but um, it's not it's not a sustainable goal. For no. your future. The reason why I, I also think this is very, very good that we talk about this is because this is exactly what it's all about. Mm -hmm. It's about the fact that more and more people realize what we're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of people say, I do not want to work my ass off, exactly. not see my kids, sacrifice my health to just get to the end of what, you know, the rainbow, which isn't really there. It's never there. And And instead, I want to have a journey that is satisfactory every mm, single day. Exactly. I want to have freedom. I want to have um, money enough so that I can do what is important to me. Mm. And I want to have time with the people who matters most to me, because exactly. that is what is giving me a fundamental worth of self. Mm. It's, a, it's a deep relations where we get our yeah. worth of self, our self-esteem mm. like that. Yeah, that connection and connection. relationships. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, I, I don't want to work my ass off to get to that. I just want to have it right here and now. It's free. You can do it right away. Right away. That's why I'm writing this book, Solopreneurship. Uh, I told you that I'm yeah. writing this book because this is what solopreneurship is about. It's about clever people, smart people um, jumping out of the hamster wheel exactly. and And saying, as of tomorrow, I would like to have a life with, with freedom to do what I, I think is important to me. Some of the things that we haven't been doing wrong or that uh, some of the things that we haven't been doing right or maybe we haven't updated the way that we lead people is that we've always been thinking about profits for the company. So we kind of forgot uh, the people that are working for the company. So that leads us back to purpose. So leaders, the, fu the, fu the future of leadership is to be more purpose-driven. Is that correct? Is that what Yeah, that's definitely correct. And we've been talking a lot about purpose since I think Simon Sinek, Sinek uh, mm. made his now famous speech, How Great Leaders Inspire, in his book, Start With Why, which mm. is purpose. The problem with just talking about purpose is like, you know, just talking about the tail of the dog and not talk about yeah. the rest of the dog. So let's say you are a company and now you heard about this purpose thing. We also need to find our purpose. So you do that. You invite all the employees or the leaders, managers, and you dig deep in your soul and you come up with your best shot at a purpose. Mm. It actually makes sense. So it's one step better than asking the agency to come up with a nice sounding <laughs> purpose. But you actually dig deep, you come up with what you believe is your best shot at a purpose. So this is good. Everybody go home. Maybe they even went so far that they sort of link it to their own purpose. So every employee say, what is my personal purpose in my life and how does mm. that match up with the purpose of the company? Let's say that everything is good there. So. They now have a purpose. Then they go back to work Monday morning and they come into office. It's wide offices, clinical offices. Um, they still have their KPIs and their bonus tracks and their um, feedback sessions. They still have the same kind of goals that they have to, to, to uh, deliver on, uh, to meet their budgets. Mm. So everything is basically the same in terms of 
leadership and structures. So yeah, the only thing changed is that they slapped the label on top of everything. So now we have a new problem. We have a bigger problem because we have now employees with an expectation that this mm. company will be purpose-driven, that I can go to work and do something purposeful. But now they have the expectation that the company should be purposeful. Yeah, so we just have dissatisfied employees. And I think this is what we see in a lot of companies yeah. right now, yeah. that they dig deep in their soul, came up with a purpose. They actually convinced them, themselves that we are doing a difference in the world. We are mm. doing something to better conditions in the world, right? And the employees all tapped into that. And if nothing changes in the company, the only thing we have is a problem that we didn't have before mm, we came up with right. purpose. Yeah. So, so in the new thing is that we do not only talk about purpose, we also talk about leadership and structures. So what is inside the company? Mm -hmm. So, so what, what would have to change for those three things, like the leader and the structure? And what was the third thing? Um, that was setting directions. That is okay. the purpose. Yeah. The so purpose. setting direction. Purpose is the new boss, you can say. Yeah. So we got so, the purpose. Yeah. What do we need to change in our organizations, mm -hmm. and and how do we need to? Let's talk about leaders. Yeah. First, leadership. Yeah. What will change there? The type of leader that we see uh, get to the top today, the type of person who will become a CEO today, is not the same type of person that would become a CEO in the future. Um, Today, we, we, you know, as grown-ups, uh, we develop in, or as human beings, we develop in five stages. Three of those stages relate to our grown-up mm. um, period of life. And most people, when they enter the grown-up life, they have what is called a socialized mindset. These are terms made by Robert Keegan, a Harvard professor who spent all his life, he's 70 something today, he spent all his life looking into how do we develop as grown-ups. Mm. So it's not only as youngsters, kids and youngsters mm. that we develop, but we do that also as grown-ups. Yeah. So most people enter, or all people enter into socialized mindset. This is where you, where you have your compass uh, outside yourself. You look for direction outside yourself. Mm. These, these, uh, this is good. Uh, these are good corporate soldiers or mm. company men. Very good at tapping into a strategy and executing it. Mm. Most grown-ups, you know, are socialized. So fifty percent of all grown-ups, also uh, leaders today. Mm. Um, have has a socialized mindset, but then some grown-ups, and that's also quite a lot. You know, they they came to a certain stage in life where they um, they start to listen to their own inner voice. Mm. So when they get in trouble or under real pressure, it's actually you know what is my stomach saying mm. more than what is my boss saying or what is my mm. culture saying or. Or, or expectations from society saying so they really listen more to themselves and these these people that those are the ones that are not socialized they are not socialized yeah. they are self-authored yeah. so that's the next stage and these people a lot of them uh, are the ones that we see become CEOs a CEO would typically be a self-authored person mm. strong person believing in themselves you know having the hand on the wheel when the wind mm. is blowing strong against you they stand up even stronger mm. um, they are here to lead they're analytically uh, strong you know intelligent people typically um, so these are the kind of people that we will see become CEO today now Keegan says and I agree with him that 
that these are not the type of people that would become leaders in the future because there's a next step, there's a new phase and not a lot of people are there today. It's less than 5%. Keegan says 2%, you know, of people because, and the reason why I think in my mind is, is pure Darwin. Uh, we don't need that kind of people in today's organizations. So if we have people who have developed to that last stage, which is called self-transforming, they don't stay in companies. They can't stay in companies. They leave the companies. Yeah, they're held back in the companies. Yeah, so. they're held back and people look at them as a bit... Uh, strange. Not strange, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, <laughs> You're not right. <laughs> they're not right. They're not, they're not this strong, self-assertive. If you have that um, uh, self-author, the, the, the one mm. I was talking about, there's a CEO today, coming into this room right now, you and I would look at, at him or her and say, wow, this is a very cool person, mm. very inspiring, very smart, got it all together, probably also very sympathetic and talked to mm. and so on. We would be quite inspired and say, I want to be like that. Mm. Like, but like, but, it's like but a that's not even the ones that will become leaders. No, it's no, all, only the last 5% or It's 2%. only So Keegan says the, the ones who will be leaders in the future is the last one. And what will it be if that person came into the room you know, it will not be something we would not sit there and look, wow, Recognize he's inspiring. It will, yeah. He would not uh, in any way um, project anything that is about him. Hmm. So something will happen in this room where you will feel uh, good about yourself. And, you know, I would feel good about it. We will, we will sort of build something together. Mm -hmm. And and the, and these people they are more they're not so much about leading they're more about Helping. learning okay learning they they lead to learn and ask questions and they mm. sort of thrive with many perspectives mm. not in a way that i will find a way in many perspectives but more than i will build on many perspectives mm. so they sort of they have been that uh, self self authoring leaders that the, the ceo type but they sort of moved on from that okay to something wiser more it's like the grandfather grandmother in the family it's really not about them but they sort of mm. hold their hands okay under so we need training and uh, and and it always starts with um with one person so i mm. could start with myself that mm. would be a good way place to start right so so this is what is called vertical development this is the new thing so instead of horizontal development mm. which is like getting more skills mm. i can now do value valuation of companies or i can do uh, uh what do i know use excel or you yeah. know learn a new skill or even have a mbti and mm. learn something about leadership now the new thing uh, is, and what everybody should pick next time they have to 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 pick training or, or development is vertical development, mm. which is about um, getting to know yourself. Mm. And this is not an easy project. It's not that you take one course at Harvard one week and then mm. fix that. It's like it's a, a process. It, yeah. It's almost like an eternal project, mm. but it's really heavy work in the beginning mm. because it's it's. Yeah. That's what I did in this four-year psychotherapy. The first two years is really only about mm. getting to know yourself, getting to, to understand why you build certain survival skills, you know, to survive in the world. Yeah. Not always intelligent ones, but nevertheless, they made you survive, right? And, and, and why do you have those? Why do you act in certain ways? Mm. Why do you communicate? Why, why am I an introvert and so on? Mm. Like, really understand that. Not yeah. just 
knowing it, but mm. understanding it. That's a new that's a new thing. And, and that's a uh, requirement in the future that, yes. that we get this training. Yes. Should everybody get this training? Yes. Okay. So everybody, everybody. Should, should be more aware of. Yeah. At, at, at different levels, because yeah. it's not that everyone maybe is that much into it. Yeah. But when we now talk about leaders, people who want to be leaders or have that ingrained in their system, they should definitely go this way and mm. they should start today because it's just going this way. Um, but but when we talk about employees, you know, we're not seeing the same employees in the future either. So in the in the future, we will see employees who are very good at asking for help when they are curious, they ask for help, they also develop their natural, you know, leaders also, mm. they're good networkers, they are generous, like they have a, a natural um, understanding for the benefit of giving, mm. giving more than taking, yeah. you know, like it's also Makes different uh, competences we're mm. looking for in uh, in the future. We will see in the future. Now I'm going to ask you a little more difficult question um, because uh, not too long ago, I interviewed Dennis Nermak, uh, who wrote the book S- uh, Work, mm. And uh, I'm very purpose driven. He's not. I, I don't know if you know him. I, I know him. I haven't actually read the book, but okay. I heard some yeah. podcasts. And- His mission is to get rid of all the work that doesn't make any sense. And we do a lot of things that doesn't make sense, like really nice reports and stuff that, that people never read and have a lot of meetings that you know, doesn't really change anything or, you know, nobody's taking new decisions or actions uh, based on those meetings. So a lot of wasted time. So I asked him if, you know, having a purpose could help these things, but but he's not that fond of, you know, making things purpose-driven. His focus is to get rid of the um, uh, the wasted time. And, and that's fair enough. But But he said that, for some people, they don't need a purpose. They just need to feel that they can do uh, a really good job. Hmm. So, yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So yes. uh, th- that could be some craftsmanship, you know, somebody yes. who's really good at doing that specific thing in it's the satisfactory. factory. Satisfactory. Yeah. It's a satisfying feeling to be yeah. really good at craftsmanship. Yeah. So, so, so that's, I, so so that's in a- some cases, we, we wouldn't have the purpose then or... I also like to or talk different more, levels maybe. I, I also I, I also like to talk more about what is deeply satisfying. What what is deeply um like eating rye bread instead of white bread, right? Whole grains instead of mm. white bread. Um it's it's that it's that feeling that what you're doing is actually it's something that just makes a difference from minute to minute. Mm. Um, and and you know when you have that deep satisfaction mm-hmm. and I completely agree that some of this uh, purpose meaningful talk can become really purpose or really um, um, pseudo mm. work like what I said before when people go off and dig, dig deep and have a whole day where everybody finds their effing yeah. purpose and comes back I think that's sort of Bullshit. Yeah. You know, he said the exact same thing. And that's yeah. also his same uh, argument that yeah. in that case, it doesn't matter because mm. it's just something that we put on top of everything, but yeah. it doesn't change anything. No. Um, yeah. So, so I guess that we would have different uh, levels of meaning and purpose. And it, those purpose would be 
the purpose would be different from person to person. No, but uh, Daniel Pink, he talks about big P and small P. Mm. So big purpose and small purpose. And small purpose is exactly the the craftsman mm. um, having this big pleasure coming out of doing something beautiful and mm. and wood, um, which is very satisfactory, satisfactory right? Uh, um, or it could be... Um, it could be any any um, like right now in my garden. I have uh, two people who are building a shelter and a fireplace, and you know lots of nice cool stuff. And mm-hmm. I just love walking around in the garden mm-hmm. with them, and and uh, also be planting new plants and stuff. It's just very satisfactory. Mm-hmm. And I think this is um, uh, is a purpose with that. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, there's a purpose. We can I think we can figure out a purpose with most things, but mm-hmm. it's just deeply satisfactory um to me it's a uh, to me it's um um this uh, what drives me what gets me up and it's been like that since i started my company is looking into um how we can lead in more more i should say more meaningful ways mm. how can we how can we run our companies in ways that are more in tune with mm. what the world needs or what people need or what the globe needs so this is probably something that rhymes more with a modern trendy mm. purpose um but i think i like daniel daniel pink's uh, idea big p and small p mm. it's impossible if you're working in a, in a factory and you know you're doing whatever you're doing at a factory lane and and you have to sort of uh, every day say now i go today deeply motivated because we are uh, mm giving candy to small children so mm. they will be more happy mm. it's like hard to sort of uh link into to mm. the big p every day yeah but you can link into small p which mm. is something like i go to work and i contrib- contribute to um, a real nice social environment so mm. that me and my colleagues have actually a good time at yeah. work and we, we we like to hang out together and we actually even have each other's uh, backs when we have problems uh, because we got to know each other well yeah. something like that that's really purposeful or meaningful mm. yeah it makes sense definitely okay uh, before we end i have two questions to, to let's try to summarize how we can make uh, our employees happy for for the first question and the second one is uh, what can we what is expected from a future leader I, I i would say that the answer to those two questions is probably the same answer okay uh and and we have to um we have to move toward uh these new ways of leading where we where we start to to build more human intelligence into the systems and you know that's not like a very short answer to that because it's like exactly the new types of leaders and the new type you know you can work wherever you want with whom and so on if that makes sense Hmm. you can have um uh, make people make more decisions uh faster Uh, you have offices that are not just clinical but they are uh, they are interior decorated in a way that gives you energy Mm. similar to a private home and you can have your dog with you at so so all those things from leadership to this is what will make employees happy mm. and just listen you know what makes sense to me and sort of actually react on it from day to day yeah. uh, and but this is also what is asked for from future leaders is that they facilitate those kind of uh, mm. uh, work environments 
and workplaces and ways of leading. Okay, I think that uh, that we got all the questions. Um, I just want to ask you about your book. Uh, what is your book called? Well, I haven't decided. Maybe we can decide right now. Okay. I have three ideas for mm -hmm. a title right now. One is just uh, solopreneurship mm -hmm. because it's a new word mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's a, a trendy word. It's just coming up as a big tendency, solopreneurship. So it should just be called solopreneur mm -hmm. and nothing else. Big okay. letters, you know, see the big letters on, on the front of the book, solopreneur, yeah. that's one option. Another option is, dear boss, you're fired. That's a good one. So yeah. that's the second one. Um, and, 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 and that's obviously because this, this is what it's about. It's Got people it. saying, yeah. no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm not sitting in that line on the highway one more day. Yeah. Dear boss, you're fired. Yeah. Oh, and the third one is I love Mondays mm. because that's also uh, what it's about. It's about having a life where you just can't mm. wait for the weekend to yeah. finish so that you can yeah. get to work or to get to your company, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, so which one? Number two, definitely. Number two, definitely. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, I think that that's that's really a, a really interesting title that makes you think um, because that's the. You know, there's this misconception that uh, the boss should always be happy, let's say in a negotiation about a salary or uh, when they hire somebody. I've always thought that it's so important that both parties are happy. Mm. So, and I truly believe that this is the future, that, that the very specialized people, they would say, no, thank you. I don't want a boss because I'm actually 10 times smarter than you. And I know how these things work. So it wouldn't make sense to make you my boss, but I would help you for um, a specific time uh, when we have aligned interests, I can help you in your company with these problems. Mm. And then I can move on uh, and work somewhere else with new problems that excite me and, exactly. and so on. Exactly. So I think that's that's what I get yeah. out of. So that's the title of the book. Dear I think boss, so. you're fired. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's that's re really cool. I'll buy it. When, when, okay, uh, it's coming out in probably March next okay. year. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. All right. So if people want to connect with you, is it on... I'll, I'll drop a link. Is it on LinkedIn or your it's website? It's on LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, but it's LinkedIn that is my hood. Yeah. I didn't right. decide that for myself, but it just seems that That's this is where, where people hang out. All right. <laughs> cool. So this is where I have, and I put all my stuff up on LinkedIn. Okay. Always. I'll, I'll drop a link uh, to that in the show notes so people can go follow yes. you and, and see all uh, the other um, things you share. Cool. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've really learned a lot. And I think that when people see this, they will also learn a lot and be inspired from what you have to share. So thank, thank you. Thank you. It was a big pleasure. Thank you. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, remember to hit that like button. And if you haven't already, remember to subscribe to my channel as well. Thank you very much for watching. I will see you in the next one.